Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, and he saith unto him, Follow me. And he followed him. Uh, and it came to pass as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I want you to, the, so the title of my message this morning is, They that be sick need a physician. Okay? Now I'm not trying to change the Bible right here, but notice what Jesus said. He said, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. So if they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick, would it be a correct statement if I said that they that be sick need a physician? I think we all would agree with that. I'm not messing with the Bible to say that. And you know, there are people out there that you know. Uh, I'm kind of an anti-doctor person. Not that I'm against them. I'm just scared of them. A lot of times they inflict pain on me. Uh, you know, I know it's necessary, but I don't like it. I went to the dentist not too long ago, and I had a cleaning, and I hadn't had one done in a few years. And I've got dental insurance. I figured I should probably use it. And I went there in the chair and they tortured me for about an hour and a half. Probably wasn't that long, but it seemed like that long. And they, they got done and I only had like one little cavity. They're like, you got one little cavity. You need to uh, get it scheduled to come and have it taken care of. And I was like, I'll schedule it later. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you need to. I was like, I'm just honest with them. I just said, Listen, after all I've been through, I'm not ready to make another appointment to come back here. I said, you got to give me some time to, uh, you know, get over this. And they're like, was it really that bad? I said, yes. I, I just, I, I hate the dentist. I, I hate it. And they, they kind of make fun of me about how dramatic I am with them there. But you know what? It's torture, all right? If they, if they started doing that, I think the Geneva Convention or, all, or the, all that should say, you know, you're not allowed to do dental work on people. Uh, that are prisoners of war. I've always said, if they ever wanted to get me to talk, just bring a dentist in the room and I'll sing like a nightingale. I, I don't like it. Okay? But, are dentists not a needed thing? Okay? Are, you know, doctors, they are a needed thing. Now, we, do, we live in a world, it's, it's, it's a confusing time because, yes, there are people out there that want us on a ton of medication, are there not? I mean, they're trying to get us all hooked on some kind of prescription meds. Yes, there's doctors that are getting kickbacks for getting you put on some kind of pill that you probably don't need. Yes, do they get a little, uh, you know, anxious to do surgeries and cut things out of you? Yes, there's probably some out there that do that. You know, uh, is it, I mean, yes, are they trying to put all these vaccinations into completely healthy babies? Yes, they're trying to do some of that stuff. But that doesn't mean that everything in the medical world is bad. There are some very good things in the medical world. Okay, you know, I I had my appendix taken out years ago. Now, that was traumatizing, even though it was just a tiny little. You know, but think when they. I remember when I was a kid, we visiting people who had their appendix taken out, and they were in the hospital for a long time. It took several weeks to recover because they cut them open. They had a big scar, and they. You know, it was it was a big deal. Well, thanks to modern medicine and things that they figured out, they did these tiny little incisions. They took my appendix out and I was back to normal in a few days. And I've heard people say, well, you know, that's all a scam. You don't need your appendix taken out. And I'm thinking, well, here's the problem. I was 
in a great deal of pain and agony. And I, I had a cousin whose appendix burst one time and he almost died. And so, I don't care what you who do not have a medical degree say. I'm, all I know, I was in great deal of pain and these people went and barely did anything to me and the pain went away. And I'm fine today. I didn't die. I was in the hospital for days. So, you can shut up. I'm going to go listen to them. All right. I don't even know how they did that. I don't know how they can figure that out. They stick like these you know, cameras in there and are able to... Do, I, that, that's impressive. Okay? Some impressive things have been done. I don't think we need to be these, the type of people that are just like so anti-doctor. You know, we're letting our kids get sick and suffer. You know, our daughter breaks her arm. She's walking around with her arm bent the wrong way. But, you know, we're so spiritual, we don't even go to doctors. I don't think we need to be that way. Alright? Well, if I take my daughter to go get her arm, you know, set back in place, they might try to give her a vaccination or something. You know what? Yeah, vaccination, I'm worried about them too. But I'm also worried about a broken arm that doesn't get taken care of. So just you know, deal with you know, you got to deal with some of that stuff because they that be sick need a physician. Now I'm not. This whole message isn't just about going to doctors and the importance of doctors. I'm going somewhere spiritual with this. Okay, so I need you to hang with me in this message because there's some things that that some spiritual applications we need to get. So you know, we do, we have great medications. Said, I'm scared. I, I've seen the I've seen the commercials where they're like, you know, take this medication for your depression. You know, list of side effects. You know, death, bleeding of the eyes. You know, your nose is going to fall off. I mean, you know, body parts you know, just going to shrivel up and disappear. You know, I, I, I I've seen those commercials, and yes, they make me nervous too. And I think, you know, I'd rather be depressed because <laughs> if that stuff happened to me, I'm really going to be depressed. You know, I've seen all that stuff, but, but. Somebody figured out how to make a magical pill where my head can hurt. I can swallow it. It goes to my stomach and my head quits hurting. And even if my foot hurts, you know, I can swallow it. It goes to my stomach and my foot quits hurting. I don't know how that works, but it works. I'm impressed. Okay? Some of you, all you know how to do is be a pain in the neck, you know, and you want me to listen to your advice, you know, over the people who invented that cool pill. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna take your advice just because you have declared yourself an expert because you know how to do Google searches and you've watched YouTube videos. Okay, and be careful listening to those people. I've seen that with people where they have like fatal illnesses, and then there's some know-it-all in the church that wants to give them all this advice, and they'll throw out the doctor's advice to listen to the know-it-all. I, I mean, I've seen them do it too, or they'll listen to the pastor. Okay. I love you people. I preach the Word of God. But if you have a medical problem, you should probably go to a doctor instead of me. Because I don't know about physical stuff like that. I hate that stuff. My wife, she's watched these things where they do surgeries and stuff. I'm not watching that. I'll, I'll throw up. I think that's disgusting. Okay? You know, I don't... There's a reason we have skin. It's to hide what's underneath it. And I don't want to see it. And if I have to see it, I'm, I'm traumatized. I don't like it. I don't want to see people in pain. But God has gifted some people with the ability to handle that and to be a help. I am not that person. I have not received that education. I have not been given those credentials. If you come to me and you want medical advice, be prepared for a big disappointment. You know, be prepared to maybe even die because you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I don't know symptoms. My dad, he always tells the story about how he did... He thought he was having gallbladder problems one of these days. And somebody told him, you know, gallbladder never has to come out. You just have to do like this 
apple juice fast for you know 40 days. I don't know, it wasn't that long, but it was it was a long time. My dad did one of these things for a long time. I mean, starved himself, drank nothing but apple juice, and then didn't do any good. So he finally went to this doctor, and he and he's like, "Yeah, I've had that pain. It's my gallbladder." And the guy's like, "Your gallbladder's not right there. It's over on the other side of your body or something." And it was just like, "You have something completely different." So he tortured himself for all that time for nothing. And people do that kind of thing, and it's dangerous. They that be sick need a physician. It's okay for you to admit that I have something wrong with me and I need to go to a doctor, somebody who has received some training, somebody who knows more than I do about this, and get some help. It's okay. Using a physician is not a sin. Matthew 9.12 proves that. Jeremiah 8.22 says, Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Saying, hey, why haven't you got help? Are there no physicians? Sounds like if they had a health problem, they should go to the physician and find out what's wrong. That they ought to get it taken care of. Colossians 4.14 says, Luke, the beloved physician. And demons greet you. You have Luke that wrote the, uh, the book of Luke. The beloved physician. He was a doctor. He was somebody who had some medical training. He knew how to do a few things. And he was beloved. Why? Maybe it was because of the work he did as an evangelist and the work of the Lord. Maybe he was the beloved physician because he knew how to make sick people feel better. I don't know. But either way, it's not a sin to go to a doctor. We all are going to need a physician at some point in our life. 2 Kings 13, verse 14 says, Now Elisha, Elisha, one of the greatest men of God that there ever was, I can't think of anything that the Bible says negative about Elisha. A great man had a double portion of the spirit of Elijah. Another very great man. Elisha was fallen sick, and of his sickness whereof he died. And Joash, king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. So here's Elisha. He's a man sick. He gets this sickness that eventually ends up killing him. So I say all that just to say that you know, sickness isn't always a spiritual problem. Okay, we're not Christian scientists here. I knew a Christian scientist one time. Now this guy looked like he was about a hundred years old. So may, I used to think maybe there is something to it, you know, because this guy was really old. But if you were ever sick, he told you because you weren't right with God. He always would go to the Bible and say, well, "God made everything. God saw that it was good." And I remember thinking, have you ever read chapter 3? When man fell? <laughs> and when man fell, things started happening. People started dying. People started getting sick because of sin. Yes, God made a world without those things. But man brought sin and death into the world. And we're all going to eventually get sick. We're all going to need a physician at some point in our life. And it's not always a spiritual problem. And that is, a, But some people have that attitude. You know, being sick... So it doesn't necessarily mean sin. Matthew 25.39. Listen to what it says here. It says, Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say to them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Jesus talked about how it was a good thing visiting those who are sick. Visiting his brethren. You know, And who were his fathers, mothers, and sisters, and brethren? But they that do the will of my father. Sometimes God's people who do the will of God get sick and it's a good thing for us to try to be a blessing to those who are sick 
to try to be a comfort. Okay, And that's one job that we can all do. Where if you're sick, if you have a physical problem, I might not be able to help you physically, but hopefully I can help you emotionally. I can help you spiritually. I can try to be a blessing and encouragement. And I don't need to be you know, some know-it-all that's just trying to tell oh, you know why you're sick, don't you? You've been eating too much fast food. Okay, That's the doctor's job to do that. Okay, The doctor can do that. I don't need to do that. I don't know why. You know, I, I really don't know that. I heard, I've heard other people say that. You know, I've heard other, I've heard doctors say you need to cut some of that stuff out. But do I know why? Do I know that that's a cause? No, I don't know. First, but first Timothy 5.23, Paul's talking here to Timothy, he says, drink no longer water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine often infirmities. Timothy, he had often infirmities. Timothy got sick a lot and Paul's trying to give, you know, to help him out. You know, hey, here's something you can do. You know, for your often infirmities. But I don't think Timothy was a bad guy. Somebody who wasn't right with God. Second Corinthians 12.8 says, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. Paul's talking about his thorn in the flesh. Something that physically bothered him, that made his life difficult. And three times he prayed and asked God to remove this thorn from his flesh. What it was, we don't know. It might have been a sickness. I don't, uh, it might have been just some kind of pain that he had. He wanted the Lord to remove it, but God said, my grace is sufficient for thee. God didn't say, you know what, why don't you just get right with me and that thorn in your flesh will be gone. No, God wanted him to deal with that because God's strength is made perfect in weakness. And if you're physically strong right now, it's not necessarily because you're just such a great, wonderful Christian that's so spiritual and holy. You've never eaten anything that's unhealthy. You know, you're just this all organic, all natural, you know, just perfect diet. You know, you're on that hallelujah diet or some biblical diet. You don't eat shellfish and things like that. And because of that, you're just physically superior to everyone else. Wrong. Okay? There's a lot of reasons people have health problems. And it's not always it's not always a spiritual thing. It's sometimes they're just sick. And so when you're trying to encourage or visit someone who's sick, once again, let the doctor tell them why they're sick. Let the guy who has the credentials tell them they're sick. When I visit you all in the hospital, I don't go there to tell you why you're there. That there's doctors all over that hospital getting paid a ton of money to do that. I'll let the guys getting paid the big bucks be the mean ones and saying you eat too much junk. Okay? I go there to comfort. I go there to try to be a blessing, to pray. You know, use real physicians, not arrogant know-it-alls. In Job 16, verse 2, it says, I have heard many such things. Miserable comforters are ye all. Job's laying there. He's covered with boils. He's lost everything. And then his three friends come along to comfort him. But what did they do? They all tried to tell him what was wrong with him spiritually, why all those things happened. And he said, Miserable comforters are y'all. He said, Shall vain words have an end? Or what emboldeneth thee that thou answereth? Earlier in chapter 13, Job also said to them, But ye are forgers of lies. Ye are all physicians of no value. Physicians of no value. He said, Oh, that ye would altogether hold your peace, and it should be your wisdom. His friends were not supposed to be there to figure out what was wrong. They were supposed to be there to comfort him. They were supposed to be there to make him feel better. And that's our job. Okay? When somebody from our church comes here, if they're sick, if they have cancer, or something bad, unless you are actually a doctor, you know what you need to do? You need to be a comfort. You need to pray. You don't need to tell them what's wrong, you know, why they're, why they're that way. Oh, do you use a microwave? 
You know, do you drink? Do you you know you drink high fructose corn syrup? You know that that is not your place to do that because I'm just I'm I'm trying to be nice right now, but you don't know what you're talking about. Okay? You don't. I don't care how many YouTube videos you've watched. You don't. There is something to be said about a person who goes and studies for years under people who have studied and practiced for years. There is something to say about someone who has a license, who has a diploma, who somebody has verified that this person has done the work. They do that in the medical field. Is that not what we do in a church? Do we not believe in a church that a person shouldn't just go rogue and start his own church without having been sent out of another legitimate church without somebody who has also been you know who who has you know had their hands you know somebody's laid hands on them somebody else has said this person has done the work this person has proved himself faithful they've done the studies they they know what they're doing that kind of thing matters. And just like we don't believe somebody ought to just go out and be a self-proclaimed pastor, no one should go out and be a self-proclaimed doctor. And we've got a lot of self-proclaimed doctors today because we have Google, because we have the Internet. They think they actually are qualified to help people make life and death decisions. That is wrong and I, I know pastors that have helped put people in an early grave because they were so arrogant, they were so stuck on their opinion, because they know a few things about the Scriptures, because people look up, up to them as a great authority on the Bible, they think they're qualified to give medical advice too, and they've done zero study in that, that field. Nobody would ever give them any credentials, but yet they have bestowed it upon themselves. How arrogant is that? And a person, the people that we ought to go to in those situations are people that are legitimate, that have some credentials, not know-it-all punks. So, uh, it's dangerous to go to those people. So, Jesus, when Jesus healed the sick, we need to understand His healing of the sick was not Him removing their sin. That's another thing that weird people who teach sickness is a spiritual problem that was not Jesus removing them of their spiritual problem. Because it says in Matthew 9, 6, it says, "...and that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go in thy house." You know why Jesus healed people? It wasn't because He was trying to remove their sin problem. It was so we would know that He had power to forgive sins. It was not Him forgiving their sins in that situation. It was him showing that he had the power to forgive sins. That was what that was the significance of him healing people. When he would raise people from the dead, that was him displaying that he had the power to raise us spiritually from the dead, showing that he had the power to save. That was why he did those things. So, your physical health and your spiritual health, they are often related, but not always. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Trusting in God 
and not being a worry wart, not stressing yourself out, will help you physically. Even a, do a medical doctor would agree that stress, it lowers your immunities. And often people stress out about things where they should be trusting God and it affects their health. There is no doubt that there is a relation between the spiritual and the physical on many things, but it's not always the case. Sometimes it's just, it's just a, phys a physical problem and that's it. It says in Proverbs 17, verse 22, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. It, it, being happy helps. That's why, you know, you're, you're not helping yourself out by being miserable. It, it hurts your health. And you need to you need to try to be happy. You need to try to have a merry heart. Do it good like a medicine. That's why I'm convinced that Dr. Pepper is healthy. I don't care what the ingredients are. I don't care what people say. It gives me a merry heart. It makes me feel good when I drink it, and therefore it it's it's healthy. All right. Don't take that medical advice right there. All right. Don't do it. That's how I feel. Okay. But and it, and it's called Dr. Pepper, right? You know. So right there, that shows there must be some medical value to it but you know there so there is no doubt you know our spiritual health it can affect our physical health there's no doubt that our physical health can affect our spiritual health for example you know i feel like i'm unhealthy you know when i'm sick right, when you're sick are we not a little less patient you know when we're hungry do we not tend to lose our temper a little bit quicker okay do we not commit some you know, spiritual sins when we have these infirmities? If you have a, a severe pain, you know it makes you grumpy, doesn't it? So those things are related. All right, yeah. All right, good. I'm not the only one, okay? Because right, I, I know my wife. You know, she she can verify. You know, those, those things can affect me. There's no doubt those things affect. But you know, how do we know which is which? Okay. Am I grumpy right now because I have a pain, you know, or, or do I have a sickness right now because I have a bad attitude? Why is that? Which one is it? We don't always know for sure. Okay, I've got this anxiety. Is it because of you know something I'm eating or drinking? You know, that's where the physician comes in. That's where a physician comes in. And when you're sick, when you have that problem, that's where you go to them. And you say, you know, they they can check, and we do. We have there's amazing things they have today. They can do blood tests. You know, they've got, you know, they, they there's all these things they can do. I don't even know what all they do. Yeah. And they can often figure out what's wrong with you. And many times there's simple solutions. And I I'm, I don't like doctors either, but I've learned I learned my lesson years ago. You know, because I hated doctors, I hated going to doctors, and I remember I had strep throat, and I was determined to not go to the doctor. And I didn't go to the doctor. And for weeks, I didn't go to the doctor and my throat would not get better. Finally, I gave up and I was like, I'm going to the doctor. I went to the doctor. He gave me some antibiotics and it didn't work. And I went back to the doctor. I'm like, these antibiotics didn't work. Why didn't they work? And he said, it's because I've had that for so long that after you've had these things in your body for a while, you know, this particular antibiotic won't work. So he had to give me something else and then it finally worked. I don't remember. I don't remember everything about it. But I remember the next time I got strep throat. I used to get it every year. I don't. I haven't had it in years. But I used to get it every year. The next year, I remember I felt it. I felt it coming on. I've got strep throat. I remember I immediately called my wife. I was like, "Call the doctor. Schedule me to get in there." I went in there. They did a test. 
Sure enough, I had strep throat. They prescribed me some antibiotics. I took it. The next day, I was fine because I caught it so early. He said, well, don't you know those antibiotics can create a super bug? Do you know what a strep throat can do after weeks and weeks of having it? Uh, it's terrible. And I might get a super bug one of these days. I don't know. I don't even know what a super bug is. It sounds bad. But I, at the same time, I wasn't going through another month of a painful sore throat and fever and all that kind of stuff. That was terrible. And I'll, I'll take my chances and hope that they come up with another medication for the superbug uh, by then. But, but he, he, I don't know about that stuff. You know, I, I just, you know, but you do. You sometimes you do have to uh, trust them a little bit. So use a physician. So I say all this to kind of really get to the main part of the message. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but you know, there there may be some here today. You know, you agree we need regular health checkups. You know, you agree with that. You're all for the physicians. But would we also then agree, since we need, often need that physical checkup, we often need that physician because we often are sick, would we not also agree that we need spiritual checkups? That just like we need the physical, we also need the spiritual. Will we not agree that just like we often get physically sick, that we often get spiritually sick too? And you know, they who are spiritually sick need a spiritual physician. And just like we want that physical physician when we're down, when we're sick, when we don't know what's wrong and we need somebody to help us figure out what's wrong, often you need the spiritual physicians too. And I believe we need regular spiritual checkups. And, and so uh, you know, we, do, we need both of these things because as people, we have two natures, don't we? We have a physical nature. We have a spiritual nature too. There's no doubt about that. We we read a lot about that in, in the book of Romans, in like chapter seven and eight. So, you know, because that physical, that spiritual part of us, that's the thing, the main thing that separates us from the animals. You all understand that? We're not animals. We're people. We have a living soul. We are a physical and a spiritual people, and so we need more than just a veterinary a veterinarian. All right, we need the physical, and we need the spiritual too. Okay, now I've heard that they have like these, you know, animal whispers and things like that that help animals emotionally stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that's not real. Uh, but, but if you're into that, I'm sure you're not going to hurt. I'm, I'm sure you're not going to hurt your animal by doing that. But anyway, how do, so how do we do spiritual checkups? Okay, well, you know, what do we do? Well, first off, don't ignore spiritual pain and sickness. Okay. That, and that's one of the things you don't want to do that a doctor will tell you not to do physically. If you have a pain, there's a reason that you have that pain. Something's wrong. We're not supposed to be hurting all the time. We're not supposed to be miserable all the time. You might need to go and talk to a physician. You might need to talk to a specialist and say, I've got this pain in my leg or whatever. You know, what, what's wrong? I've got this lump in my side. You know, I've got this growth. You know, what, what's going on? You might need to do that so they can help you figure out what you need to get rid of it. Well, if you're having a spiritual problem, if you're having emotional problems, and unfortunately, often people with the emotional problems with the spiritual problems, they go to the physical physicians. And then that's where you get the guy that's just going to give you some drugs. That's where you're going to get the guy that's just going to dope you up with medication, and then you're going to get all the side effects so you can put the physical physicians in business too, you know, for all the other physical problems you're going to have as a result of it. But we can't ignore spiritual pain and sickness. 
We need to be willing to go and talk to somebody and say, man, I'm having these emotional problems. I'm having, you know, I'm, I'm not getting along with people. I'm having marriage problems. You know, I'm constantly losing my temper. I'm always unhappy. I, I just, I can't seem to find any satisfaction. I'm never content. These things are all, you know, signs of spiritual problems. Okay? If you're having a problem with contentment, it's not because you need a pill to make you just feel better. What does the Bible say? The Bible says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. You know what will help you be content is if you start practicing godliness. If you start practicing godliness, it's going to help you get your priorities right. You get your priorities right, you're going to all of a sudden find out that having food and raiment therewith, let us be content. We brought nothing into this world. We're not going to take anything out. You're going to all of a sudden, you're going to forget about those things. You're going to all of a sudden start feeling better spiritually, but often people don't know these Scriptures. People today, we have a world that is full of what we call mental illnesses. I watched, I was watching part of a documentary about Jeffrey Dahmer, and they had this doctor on there talking about how he had a mental illness. They were, he was talking about Jeffrey Dahmer, a man who did the unspeakable things to boys, who ate people. He was talking about Jeffrey Dahmer like he was a victim because he had some mental illness. Okay? Now, you can call it whatever you want. I call it evil. And even if it is a mental illness, if we've got somebody that has a mental illness that's out there eating people and doing horrible things to people, should we, do we not as a society have a responsibility to get them off the streets? Obviously we do, but they just call, they want to call everything mental illness. Okay, but no, there's some people that have a spiritual problem. Jeffrey Dahmer had a reprobate problem is what he had. And our society looks at that. I mean, we just got to figure out what medications they need. No, they have a spiritual problem. You know, we need, and when you have a spiritual problem, you know, research your symptoms. Okay? Say, how do you You go to the Scriptures. We study the Scriptures. Okay, what if, if I'm having an emotional problem, if I'm having marriage problems, what does the Bible say about these things? If I just can't seem to be, find peace, don't go to the pharmacist. Okay? What, find out what the Bible says. The Bible says, in me, Jesus, you have peace. Talking about Jesus. In me, you have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. How does that work? You know what it means? It means we've got to start focusing on the spiritual over the physical. And then He can give us victory. We can be like the Apostle Paul. We can be sitting in prison, but we can still be singing. And think about that. We have the Apostle Paul who's sitting in jail singing, yet we have people today sitting in mansions blowing their brains out. Why is that? Because they have a spiritual problem is why. They have an emptiness inside them that can only be filled by Jesus Christ. And you're not going to find out about that from the doctor. You're going to find out about that in the house of God. You're going to find that from someone who's preaching the Word of God. We need to listen to preaching because preaching often reveals problems we have. Because we do, we're having, we're having spiritual problems. We don't know what it is. We don't really know how to explain it. We've just been kind of ignoring it. But often, the Word of God, it reveals things in our life. It re- man, it's like, man, this is why I'm having that problem. This is why we're struggling in this area. 
Because we're not, we're not following this Scripture and the Bible. It has the prescription for our spiritual problems, but we've got to do some research on that. We've got to be reading the Scriptures ourselves. And it's good for you to go ahead and you know read books on health. Okay, you know, go read some good health books. You know, if you want to watch some YouTube videos, that's fine. You can learn some things that will be beneficial, that will be helpful. But sometimes there's going to be real difficult situations come up, and you need to consult the physician. And you, as an individual, you can read your Bible and you can learn things that will help you. You can listen to preaching. And you're going to learn things that's going to help you spiritually. It will, it will prepare you for some things. But sometimes you're going to find yourself in a place where you need to consult someone else. And that's why we have the church. We're able to exhort one another. We're able to help each other. We're able to offer our experience to other people. You know, you have a, a pastor who, you know, who has devoted a great deal of his life into studying. A pastor who has had someone who has laid hands on him and said this man has done his study. He's done his homework. He's practiced faithfulness. He knows his stuff. He knows what he's talking about and has actually been sent out and actually have some credentials. I'm not just a self-proclaimed pastor. I've got a certificate of ordination that's in my office that was signed by seven other men who had been serving the Lord faithfully for decades. Every single one who participated in my ordination had been in the ministry for at least, at that time, 20 years or more. And so, you know, it's, I'm not just, you know, I'm not just some punk, you know, that just thinks he's smart, okay? I have done a little bit of study in the Bible, and I think I can help. And if I can't, you know what else I'm pretty good at? And we had one of our doctors that we had when our kids were little. Tommy he had some problems when he was young. He had a cyst. We had to have it taken out by the surgery and everything. Our doctor that we would go to, our family doctor, every time we'd go see him, if we actually had something big wrong, he would always tell. He would always do his thing that he does and he'd always tell us this is what I think's wrong. I was just telling Brother Eric about him. He mumbled. This is what I think's wrong. And he, he could, you could never understand what he said. He was the most mumbly guy in the world. There was something wrong with the gospel duck system. What did I just say? You know, I mean, that's how he sounded. I was like, wait, wait say that again. You know, thyroglossal duck cyst. He was saying thyroglossal duck cyst. How am I supposed to know what that is? And you're going to mumble it like that to me? That's what this guy was. But you know what he would always do every time we had anything big? He would always say, I'm not 100%. I'm going to send you to this guy. And he'd send us to a specialist. And you know, every specialist he ever sent us to, when they checked up on us, what he thought we had wrong is what was wrong. But it was wise to go and get a second opinion on these things and always took care of it. And if you come to me, and if it's something really complicated... That's one of the things that I, I've, I've done with people before. It's like, you know, this is what I think your problem is, but you know, let, let me have you talk to this person. This person could really help you in this area. This person, they specialize in this area. This person has gone through exactly what you're going through. They could help you. As a pastor and somebody who's been in the ministry for a long time, you know, you meet a few people, you, you, you know, you, and you kind of know where to go for things. And if you're somebody you're newly saved, you're not going to know that. And, there, you, and just like you're not ashamed to go to a doctor 
for that physical help, you shouldn't be ashamed to go to someone for spiritual help because we all need spiritual help. We all get spiritually sick. We all let things happen in our lives and don't be afraid to do that. Don't, don't be afraid of medicine. Spiritual medicine. Alright? You know, take the spiritual vaccination for sin. Alright? And it's not the, you know, aborted baby parts and, you know, monkey cells. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. And that'll take care of that right there. That's what you need if you have a sin problem in your life. Get into the scriptures. You know, listen to preaching. Listen to, you know, listen to good music. These things can help you spiritually. And you know what else? Don't be afraid of a surgery. Now, I could preach a whole message on spiritual surgery. Say, how would you do that? Well, go to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 29. Look what the Bible says here. If thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off, cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. If you've got a, something in your body that's hurting you spiritually, you're better off removing that. You know, And if I've got something in my body, physically, that's hurting me, that could potentially hurt my whole body, it's okay to cut it off. Right? If you have cancer somewhere and they want to cut that part of your body out, go for it. You're, you're not sinning against God. Well, I'm just going to pray for healing. Well, God provided a surgeon in that situation. Let them cut the cancer out of your life. Otherwise, it's going to spread to the rest of your body. It's okay for you to get a surgery. If you're somebody who's missing a leg or a limb because you had to have a surgery, you're, it's not because you're not right with God. Sometimes that needs to be done. And just like some people have accepted the fact that I'm going to have to live the rest of my life without a body part, some of you all need to figure out I need to live the rest of my life without certain things that are hurting me spiritually. Maybe you need to cut out, you need to remove some of the entertainment that you have. You need to cut out some of the music that's in your life. You need to cut out some of the friends that are in your life. You need to cut out some of these things that are bringing you down spiritually. You maybe need to cut out some of the activities in your life that are keeping you out of the house of God, that are keeping you away from the things of God. These things are bringing you down spiritually. Sometimes we just need to do a surgery and say, you know what? This is gone. This is out of my life. We're cutting it out. I'll help you do that surgery. If you want, I'll come to your house and remove the stuff for you. So I, 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 I can't do surgery on myself, Pastor Tommy. I wouldn't want to do surgery on myself either. You know, if I, when they did surgery on me, they gave me an anesthetic, and I'm thankful for it. Okay? If you need surgery done in your house, I, I, I shouldn't have to do this. I prefer not to do this. But if you really need me to, alright, just, you know, give yourself an anesthetic. Go out for dinner somewhere nice somewhere and give me the key to your house and you know, I can go in there and I'll, I'll surgically remove some things for you. All right? we, had, we had somebody one time, they gave my dad a whole bunch of CDs and things that they, they wanted him to burn. I guess they couldn't bring themselves to burn it. We took it home we burned them. All right? They needed somebody else to do the surgery for them. Okay? And you know, if I had to, if I was stuck between the rock and the hard place like that famous story, I'd like to think I'd cut my own arm arm off too if it would save my life. But I would prefer to not do that. And if it is, if it's too if it's so painful for you to remove that rock music or that country music or some of those DVDs and things, just you know, go go out to dinner, give yourself an anesthetic, and I'll come surgically remove it for you. I, I would do that. And I, I think there's friends in the church that would do that for you too. 
Yeah, and and I'm kind of being funny there. I don't think I don't think you need that, but I I really would. I would do that kind of surgery. I know some pastors. They're so convinced they can do everything. They would give you a physical surgery if you ask if, if you ask them to. They would do that. I know pastors that they they are so impressed with themselves and their opinion and everything. They would give a surgery. I won't. All right. I don't ask me to give you a surgery. Uh, I would end up going to jail because you would die uh, as a result of what would happen, what I did to you. So, you know, it's time though we start paying attention to negative symptoms in our life, physically and spiritually, and start doing some maintenance. Our health is very important, and we need to remember our body is the temple of God, and we want to glorify God in our body. Take care of your body physically. Take care of yourself spiritually. Also, both very important. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank You so much for Your Word and for the help that it gives us. I pray that we will take this principle, Lord, and apply it in our life. That we will uh, pay attention to the spiritual problems and sicknesses that we have and the spiritual symptoms. That we will uh, go to a physician, spiritually speaking, if necessary. And we will take care of these things in our life so we can be uh, better Christians, happier people, uh, physically and spiritually across the board. I pray this was a help. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's go ahead.